welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, May 14th, 2021. And today we are talking about episode three of Star Wars, The Bad Batch. That's right, it is Bad Batch Friday. And uh, this week's episode, again, continuing the trend of these episodes, honestly, just getting better and better. Um, This week's episode was entitled The Replacements. Now, if you haven't seen the episode yet, obviously, spoiler alert, if you want to be spoiled, go ahead and continue listening to the episode. Or if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the episode. Come on back. This episode's always going to be here. And uh, I'm going to break it all down for you starting right now. Now, continuing with the trend, as I said, these episodes getting better and better. Um, again, yet another episode where they're giving us more of a glimpse into just the creation of the Empire and really into the creation kind of of just the Imperial Stormtroopers, right? That we kind of have known and loved from the Star Wars uh series right this is this is it i mean this is really what it seems this series is doing is really giving us glimpses into the creation of the empire and into just kind of how everything uh, got set up so the show starts this episode starts with them uh flying through space and of course the classic having ship problems i mean this seems to be kind of a, a classic star wars trope right where there's an issue on the ship the ship has to make an emergency landing and then that leads to all fun planet side but they're thrown out of hyperspace which i thought was you know kind of neat that you know something with their uh capacitor i think is what uh tech ends up saying is actually what kind of threw them out of there and uh when they land we're learning that uh, the inhibitor chip um it seems to be definitely what caused crosshair to turn it seems like his inhibitor chip is still working which i mean obviously if you've been watching the show we know it's still working right because he's following orders um but omega brings that up and it seems like this is where the batch themselves so you know hunter is kind of realizing that that inhibitor chip really is kind of setting the stage for everything and even omega at one point makes uh, the comment how you know hunter i think this is when omega and hunter are kind of walking out on the planet that um you know to not be angry at crosshair because it's really not his fault what's happening so i think at some point we're going to get the crosshair inhibitor chip removal or change um because we even see um you know they they kind of are a little bit having to face the reality of him being gone when omega is like hey you know maybe there's something in this box and it actually is crosshair's weapon kit right it kind of has all his his guns and all that in it and uh you know up to that point they never really got to deal with his I'm not going to say the loss of Crosshair, but with his um, just absence, right? And so that kind of, I thought, was kind of interesting. Uh, We then get a a conversation between uh, Commander Rampart and Tarkin. And uh, I love, you know, Tarkin basically referencing the last episode, saying that the chain code implementation is working great. And, uh, I mean, we got that last episode to kind of see that, you know, to get everybody in the galaxy to sign up for these chain codes, which we've seen countless times throughout the star wars um you know universe and that that they were able to convince people to basically turn in their money their now worthless money into galactic credits and in doing so they they're refunded their money is that they can use in the in the empire however they must sign up from one of these chain codes and uh tarkin just saying hey it's working great right people are falling in line good job rampart good job um but then, you know, we learn that Crosshair will be the commander um, for these new soldiers and that these uh, soldiers are elite soldiers from across the galaxy and uh, they're going to be trained by skilled clones. 
That's kind of what Rampart's plan is. Because again, you know, right now they're trying to basically weigh, do we need to continue having these um, clones? Why spend the money on the clone uh, experiment, if you want to say, but it's not really the experiment, it's just the clone production when they can just pull in regular soldiers. And, you know, that's really what this whole episode was about. And, and I mean, the title just refers to it with the replacements of, you know, the Empire, Tarkin and Rampart trying to figure out like, okay, well, if we have these skilled clones, we can use them to train these elite soldiers to then go out and follow through, you know, with, with our bidding, with our will, with their mission. Um, and that's really what you know, Rampart says, hey, that's what we need to do. If we're able to do that, we can create a formidable army um, that'll be able to just basically crush anything across the galaxy. And, uh, you know, obviously, as this episode goes on and they send out uh, Crosshair as well as these four soldiers back to Sagarero's camp to see if they can fulfill the mission, because Tarkin says, you know, Clone Force 99 didn't follow through with it. And uh, ultimately, man, I mean, we get, I'm, we're just going to jump ahead to that scene because that was probably one of the most brutal scenes I think we've seen, uh, definitely in this series so far. But even in, I would say, even Clone Wars up to this point, I mean, it's going to be up there as one of the most brutal scenes. And, you know, obviously Crosshair still having that chip, he's ready to follow through with orders. I mean, the one statement he says, good soldiers follow orders. We've heard him say that before. And when you see these four elite soldiers, um, you know, I thought it was interesting before we even get to the planet, we get the kind of the little conversation of them in that uh, like medical bay or wherever it is where they're kind of scanning them. The one soldier, you know, says, I'm not here to be poked and prodded. He says, but, you know, I'm just here because the Empire is giving me food, giving me shelter, paying me something that the Republic never did. And, you know, that really is kind of an interesting dynamic of that is yet another reason why people would sign up to be stormtroopers because the Republic, their fighting force really, when you think about it, was the Jedi, number one, right? I mean, they, they used the Jedi to kind of help them uh, police the galaxy, but then clearly the clones, and the clones had no choice. The clones, sure, their payment was food and shelter and all that, but that's all they knew, right? There was no um, free will, I guess, on their side, where now you have these regular people who maybe lived in poverty on their planet and lived in you know, uh, conditions that weren't necessarily great. And suddenly you're given the chance to say, hey, we'll pay you, we'll feed you, um, you know, we'll give you just uh, a nice living quarters, all of that. All we need you to do is um, be a good soldier and follow orders. And um, I guess, you know, obviously these four people signed up. I mean, they're considered elite soldiers. I don't know, you know, how many elite soldiers you're going to be able to find around the galaxy. And Based on the um, track record of Stormtroopers aim, they're not all exactly elite by the time we, you know, we really get a full force of Stormtroopers. But, you know, I like how Tarkin does then say to Rampart that, you know, the clone initiative, what's he say, the, the phrase that he uses? Uh, he says, the clone initiative is a cost prohibitive, prohibitive relic of the past, but until the time is right, it will serve a purpose. And essentially, that purpose is to train these soldiers to be like them, right? To be kind of this this elite force and um, follow orders. And so really, I think that's going to be the ultimate fate of the clones is, you know, we wonder kind of where they all go and it's the they just probably die off. Whether or not there's going to be kind of this mass extermination of the clone soldiers, I don't really think that's going to be the case. But, you know, I think the clones themselves... Um, are going to be the, the the trainers of of these um, 
regular soldiers as they, they kind of come in. Now, to get back to when they go planet side at Saw Guerrero's place, um, number one, I mean, they're just brutal, just taking everybody out, right? Finally, when they get to the moment where they have, uh, what, three remaining people, kind of the leader and then the, the regular civilians, um, Crosshair takes out the one guy who refuses to say where Saw Guerrero is. Uh, the one soldier basically says, or the one trooper, you know, says like, hey, what would you do that for? You know, we're not here for that. This isn't part of our our order. And, uh, you know, Crosshair is like, well, yeah, it is. And um, you need to f- fulfill what our, our order was, takes him out, tells the other three like, hey, basically showing like this is what we do. We follow orders. A good soldier follows orders. And those um, those troopers follow through and they kill the civilians. Um, pretty brutal, you know, ruthless, if you want to say. Um, I think, you know, if you're able to have a clone with that inhibitor chip in that will do anything to follow through with an order and then you have that be the precedent and the, I mean, I hate to say this, but the role model for regular civilians coming into the trooper program, um, you know, they're just, they're going to follow suit and think that's the norm, right? That's the way that they're supposed to act. And by acting that way, they get their food, they get their money, they get their, their shelter. Um, again, yet another reason to see why these people would have followed through with it and, and did what they needed to do. Um, I just think it's a really neat dynamic. Now, on the other side of that, then you have the Kaminoans, 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 I forget how they're saying it, but the people from Kamino. Um, you got the prime minister and the scientist. At the end, we have, you know, we learned that Django Fett's genetic material is degrading. So they've been using it for so many years. I mean, you think about it, it's got to be, what, a good probably 30 years, probably 20, 30 years they've been doing experiments on his material. Um, and they need to basically... Keep, to keep the program going, they really need two things. Number one, they need new material. And number two, they need to make it and basically incentivize it for the Empire to continue to use their clones. Um, and so they have the scientists now trying to basically come up with this. Uh, what's the term that they use? Uh, a superior clone is what they're looking for. And, you know, the scientist says all, all she needs is one, essentially. And, and you know, they say that the... The material they need, they're not going to come back willingly. I mean, obviously, I think that's referring to the Bad Batch, which makes me think, like, why is Crosshair not? I mean, they have Crosshair. And we've seen them doing experiments on him, but there's got to be something about him that's not good enough, right? Maybe he's not the superior soldier. I mean, out of out of the rest of the Bad Batch, I mean, I think you would probably say, I think Hunter is the one probably that would be the most um, superior. But then even you could even say Wrecker, just with his strength, it'd be probably one of the two. Or I think ultimately they just want pieces of all of them and try to combine them all into one and create that superior clone that has all the abilities and traits of everyone in the Bad Batch. But then that leads me to where I think this ultimately goes to Grogu. That that's where ultimately, even when all this is said and done, you know, that they realize if we can get a force user a piece of their genetic material and use make these clones, which ultimately, I mean, we see that kind of in Snoke, right? And all those kind of the different Snoke bodies that they're able to use that. Um, maybe that's where all that derives from. And this is kind of the origins of that. I mean, obviously bringing in the clone um, experiment, if you want to say back into the limelight and uh, how we kind of see that in the Mandalorian. We saw that in Rise of Skywalker. We see that kind of here. Like this is where a lot of this, I think the current Star Wars story is going, is giving us bits and pieces as to how we get to Snoke. 
um, and kind of the role that maybe Grogu plays kind of in the greater picture. I, I really think that we're going to get that somewhere by the end of the season that maybe not a, a Grogu cameo per se, but kind of the the um, task of trying to find Grogu and, and even the, not necessarily Grogu by name, but like they're looking for a force user that they need to clone. That's the only way that they can have that superior clone over just creating these regular soldiers. You know, that's the next step uh, for those on Camino. you know, for this um, experiment, I think, to kind of go. Uh, what else do we have this episode? Uh, you know, I, just Crosshair in general. Um, it kind of crossed my mind as to how he's almost like a Kylo Ren and how the things we're seeing him do now, is he irredeemable? You know, can he be redeemed for what he's done? Now, the Bad Batch themselves, you know, the rest of Clone Force 99 didn't see him commit this, right? Didn't see him uh, kill the man in cold blood, basically train these soldiers to do that. Um, and so I just kind of, you know, obviously not as far as Kylo Ren has gone, but I just, I say that out loud of, as here as, as the audience, you know, even though we have Omega saying, hey, don't be angry at him, it's the inhibitor chip. Us as the audience, if we get that moment when his inhibitor chip is removed, which ultimately I think we're going to get that, are we as an audience ready to accept him back into the Bad Batch, you know, after seeing what he did, what he's done? As of right now, I'm on the fence. You know, I, I think that <laughs> him doing what he's done yes it is it is the fault of that inhibitor chip and yes it's not him he he wouldn't necessarily do that but i just don't like him i don't like crosshair and i mean they, it, part of that is the voice actor that plays him you know he's done such a great job at just making him i don't know you know he has that like just sinister empire voice that you don't like you know like if there's if there's a uh character in star wars that you don't like chances are they have a voice like crosshairs you know it's, it, they've just done a great job at kind of casting him and um i just i don't like him i don't like him at all um the uh ordo moon dragon was a new creature i think i don't think we've ever seen that before um feeding on raw energy and you know omega obviously realizes this and tosses the flashlight to him to kind of get herself out of the cage cave as she's uh, getting that capacitor for them um, that's, that's one thing I love about Star Wars, right? We're able to always introduce kind of these new creatures and, and give them a little twist. And the twist here is that, you know, he's not really looking to eat them per se. I mean, this, this dragon eats energy and the fact that a flashlight, I and mean, you kind of, kind of see it as it's kind of chomping on it. It's like creating these kind of green energy. I don't know what you want to call them. These little spikes kind of going up and down its body. I thought that was pretty neat. I thought that was cool, um, to kind of see that. And kind of see how it eats. Because I was thinking that in my head. I'm like, what does this thing do to eat? It just eats the capacitor? Like, that's how it gets its energy? Um, but we got the glimpse of that. And I thought that was cool. So there's an, yet another creature added to the Star Wars wiki. The Ordo Moon Dragon. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and, I, you know, I think that's kind of it. That was kind of the things that kind of stuck out to me. Again, you know, it's funny. Like, we can... These episodes, we're not always talking necessarily about what happened in the episode. Again, it's kind of that bigger picture of how the events here are kind of tying in and leading to the bigger picture of Star Wars. And obviously, you know, this, not only this episode, but I think this whole series is built again around the clones and the troopers. Like we're really getting that origin story for where we are when we first jump into Star Wars with, with the Empire and the troopers. And I love it. I mean, the show is great. And, and, you know, I've been telling people like, if you have friends who don't want to watch this show right now because they haven't watched the Clone Wars urge them to watch it like you don't need to have watched the clone wars to enjoy this like sure 
you're going to get some little bits and pieces, especially like the first episode. And who knows? We may go see some other characters later on, go to some locations. It's like there's little Easter eggs, little nods to the Clone Wars you can get. But this really is kind of its own story. Like you don't need um, to have seen any of that to really be able to enjoy this at all. Uh, I think if, you, if you're just a, a Star Wars fan, you're going to get something out of here. Um, and obviously, you know, like I said, every week we've been being, being able to pull something out and kind of, you know, just digest it and kind of take it in. And again, and when it comes to any of these Star Wars shows, like I love this weekend now going on the Reddit page, the Star Wars Reddit page, and seeing what everybody's saying about it and all these more theories and other things tying in. It's just, it's great. They're doing a great job. And of course, Dave Filoni at the helm, um, the guy is just money when it comes to Star Wars. He knows how to tell some great Star Wars stories. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. As always, thank you here for tuning in. Uh, Monday, we'll be back, or I'll be back, of course, uh, talking about whatever fun things have been going on. I'll be talking about um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which I did get into uh, yesterday and probably played. Jeez, I got uh, off the Citadel and ended up, rather than going to one of the three first locations I want you to go to, I did a little diversion into an asteroid that was heading to a planet, took care of that, and uh, now I'm getting set to uh, continue on. But uh, lots of fun just jumping back into that game. So we'll talk about that on Monday. Uh, and then also the Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis closed beta kicks off later tonight so i am working this weekend but i am going to get some hands on with that for sure and uh, i'll give you my feedback and uh, talk about that some on monday as well so until then everybody you know follow me on twitter at marturka m-a-r-k-t-u-r-c you can always email the show the at gmail.com hope you have a great rest of the weekend and until monday we'll catch you next time <laughs>